From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack them with this cold beer and let's get after it. Ooh. Right up in my <clears throat> face. Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of the Pucks Out podcast. Join them every Thursday at 6 p.m. for bingo night. Free entry. Head on, head on over and win some prizes. Next month, they are also having uh, brews and booze. Join them and show off your Halloween costume in their costume cost con- contest. Ooh. Uh, and it's 90s night. Mark your calendars for October 22nd. Feed America First will be hosting 90s throwback night with live music and great beer. I was there this weekend for their uh, Jazz and Jambalaya event. Good food and uh, it's a good music. It was it was a pretty good time. Yeah, I know it is. I know it's jambalaya because people were jamming, but it like makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> because it seems like you're saying jambalaya as jambalaya, and I get I get that you're not, but it just every time you say it, I've like almost corrected you almost every <laughs> single time. Uh, <clears throat> today we are starting our season preview uh, of the divisions, and we are starting with the Atlantic Division. So we uh, we we we're very stat heavy. The next uh, three or four weeks, uh, we're taking a small hiatus from the summer of Bond. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, and we, but don't worry. I know you all have been waiting for it, and we will get back to it. Fall of Bond will be upon us before we <laughs> before we know it. Soon it'll turn into the year. Then I don't know, probably the decade. At no, some point. I think I think we'll be able to crank through it once we get to Brosnan. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know? Uh, don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. How you doing this week, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Had some uh, had some some peeps over this weekend, uh, pooling it and whatnot. Uh, hung out with the uh, my my uh, my niece spent the night, so we did you know fun little kid stuff. Um, you know, donuts and swimming and pizza. Uh, she loved it, so we That's had awesome. a, had a good time. Super pumped, bro. Headed up to uh, University Park in uh, in Pennsylvania for the Penn State Auburn game. Yeah. So that's going to be sick. Then we're recording a day early next week, uh, and then I am headed out to the beach for a few days. So sounds good. Lots man. of yeah, happy so, for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Lots of driving though yeah. to to be had because I'm not even taking any time off of work uh, for the the Penn State game. So we're leaving headed to Cincinnati. Right after I get off on on Friday, waking up that next morning, headed up to Pennsylvania for the game. Uh, Then driving out about an hour towards Cincinnati, spending the night, waking up, going back to Cincinnati, and then we are back here that Sunday. So lots of driving. Not looking forward to that. But other than that, how are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Celebrated my mom's 60th birthday, you know, yeah, a smaller yeah, yeah. party this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a good time just, you know, getting in the pool, uh, some good food, a dope cake that my wife was able to procure. Uh, procure. 
Uh, but all in all, it was a great weekend. Uh, got, got is it wait was it Megan's version of procuring where she just went in and stole the no, cake? No, or? no, she okay. uh, uh, for legal reasons she doesn't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I didn't spec I didn't specify <laughs> anything. Uh, but <laughs> legal reason, like who's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's her. That was it. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> we finally know. <laughs> uh, but no, she is. Uh, we she did not steal the cake. Good. Uh, but yeah, good so, for you, Megan. Good but for it, you. It was it was a good weekend. I got got my first dose of the vaccine. Nice. So ready for that. Dosing up. Going to be ready for I the like hockey it. season. I like it. I like it. I like it. But um, all right. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and jump straight into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Zach Paris, 37 years old, signs with the Islanders. The Ford had his 13-year, $98 million contract bought out by the Wild in July, making him a uh, unrestricted free agent. Details of the Islanders' contract not yet disclosed as of writing this up yesterday. Is that accurate, Paris? It's Paris. Oh, Paris. Parisi. 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 Well, one of the two. One of the two. You definitely read the e, whether it sa- sounded like an you a. You never really know. E. Sometimes it depends. I don't even. I mean, I've never actually heard. Well, that's sp- why. Yeah. I, to be fair, I did ask. I was like, "Is that?" I accurate? have no idea. Yeah. What did I say? Just Paris. Yeah, Paris. Or you just don't even say It'd the be like I, Paris. Maybe maybe it's just Paris. <laughs> Zach Paris. <laughs> <laughs> He's French. <laughs> uh, uh, but it very likely. Uh, $750,000 cap hit with some bonuses on there, but he is back where he started his career. Um, and I believe where his dad was a all time, was a, was a all time great Islander, I think. And there was, I remember there being some drama with him on draft night, like Mike Milbury, I think. Uh, oh, not, not Milbury. <laughs> he never has drama. Uh, the flyers uh, ignore all of human history and have asked the fans to make submissions for their new goal song to be used this season. The organization will select several, uh, uh, of their favorite from the selection and let fans have the final vote. So at least there are. In- so it's going to be, it's going to be goalie McGoal. Yeah. Song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure. That's what nobody learns. Yeah. No, nobody learns. I mean, look, at least Washington did it right where they're like, look, we're going to give you some options <laughs> and uh, not a write in section. Yeah. I mean, it's, but you would have to imagine that this is a little bit different because most of the things that people are are requested to vote on don't really mean anything. Like when like they wanted to name uh, what was it England when they named that boat Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. Nobody cares what the boat's name is. Although everybody that's not a Flyers fan, you said Flyers, right? Yeah. Uh, not a Flyers fan, though. And it's not, this is, you can go on. Like I, the, that's what I'm saying. The everybody that's your own, not a we will have that in our show description. And I hope that they go off like the top well, we five to- or six of uh, writing ones. I just hope that the new goal song is WAP from Cardi B. Okay. That's a, that's a little, I personally, never going to give you up, Rick Astley, <laughs> dude. That or, is, is going to be my vote. Or just everyone goes in there and puts their own team's song. So they end up having to use the, uh, the Penguins uh, a goal song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just steal somebody else's. Um Parisi's father, uh, JP, and also it's so weird because he doesn't have the little accent mark over the E, but apparently his father does. <laughs> Paris, so that would make it Parise. 
right? I, the little maybe? the little line over there. Don't. Why well, would you say maybe? Just well, agree. You've dude. got that line. You've, the lines go different ways. I think okay. one you roll. Oh, is there the, a different? Is I there think, different? I think one you roll but and you one you eliminate. But you don't know the difference of it. No. <laughs> uh, was uh, he? He played for Team Canada and for the Minnesota North Stars. Hmm. So for some he, reason I thought his dad played with the Islanders. I was reading when I was reading a quick article. It said something. There was some drama. With his dad well, and the team. Okay, maybe I'm seeing this. Zach Parisi is hoping to follow in his father's Islanders' footsteps. So maybe he multi- played in multiple yeah. places, like some yeah. players. But something happened on draft did. night where Mike Milbury, that's fans, and uh, uh, wanted Mike Milbury to take him. And I think maybe he said, screw the fans and did something <laughs> weird. Screw the fans. Yeah. He probably said it too, is the problem. It's well, not I think just- the fans were split because at the time, I think Pierre Maguire was working as a commentator and Pierre Maguire was like, I want them to take this guy. And Mike Milbury said, I'm not going to take him. So the fans like, do we agree with Mike Milbury or Pierre Maguire? Where do we go? The with answer this? is you never agree with Mike Milbury. So yeah, that's just a pretty common, yeah. common thing. Blue Jackets make a coaching changes due to uh, Lafayette. Uh, Lafave, yeah, I think when I looked it up, it was Lafave, uh, uh, one of their assistant coaches, with reason to get the COVID nineteen vaccination, so they've had to pull some coaches up from the uh, AHL. Uh, but yeah, so there's going to be there's some. I'm, I'm not surprised. This is the first coaching change we've seen because of this. I'm 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 very intrigued that they're like, well, we got to pull a coach from the AHL like he's a play like you couldn't have just gone and hired <laughs> another coach. Not 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 that I'm saying the coach that they pulled isn't probably a good coach, but the way that they're phrasing this is odd. We all we had to go to had to go to the minors to get a get us a coach like just hire a different guy yeah. if that's not your there guy. There are coaches available. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, you know, if this is the guy they wanted, great. You know, they've brought and they've hired this guy, you know, from the AHL. Awesome. You know, great great hire if that's who they wanted. But to make it seem like they've just had to scrape from the bottom of the barrel and go to the AHL to, to get this guy. Like, well, we, we didn't know what to do. So we went to some, you know, peewee hockey rinks. <laughs> we found a dope coach. <laughs> they had to bring a Premier League coach over to, yeah, to try exactly. coaching. They're going to be, it's going to be a new Apple series. Ted Lasso. You think he was available for some, <laughs> uh, for some American hockey? <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. One of my favorite weekends in all of sports has occurred. Yes. When the NFL kicks off, I it's also signifying that hockey's not too far away, but it really starts my season of sports. Yes. yes. So I'm excited. Uh, it was a great opening weekend. Beyonce, wife then decide that they hate us yeah. and don't know why they've chosen to be with us <laughs> at this point. And uh, I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, several of my, uh, you know, Washington lost. So that was sad. Uh, Titans lost. Titans uh, lost. Well, at least Washington lost, you know, a, a game. Yeah. They did made the, it a game. Did the Titans know that they had a game? I don't think so. I, I mean, it was not very, it was not very clear. I do like your question. Uh, you know, surprises, I I want to I want to kind of expand that into you know we picked our divisional winners you know just early early picks last week I want you to tell me the one that you picked that you are the least excited about and then the one that Oof. you picked that um, that you were haha told you because a- I think we both had a couple of those I feel stupid I'm gonna I'll start with the the one I feel stupid about. Of that, uh, neither of us 
picked the Cardinals to win their division. They looked really, really good to me. And I, I think if I could go back and change, which we won't, if I could go back and change, I would say the Cardinals are going to win, uh, win that yeah. division, NFC West. Yeah, I still think that in the AFC North, the Browns, the Browns looked really no, good against that Kansas good. City team. And honestly, I, like, I wouldn't say that. Your, I'm not going to use the Chiefs as the, oh, yeah, I told you so. I think I'm still going to stick with the Browns as the told you so yeah, team. No, they looked phenomenal good. against, uh, they were down one of their ma- major playmakers. Well, not, yeah, you're more, uh, I mean, I can, I can definitely, I can, well, and see, that's funny because mine that I'm sticking by as well is the Steelers. And I was, um, so that's funny that we picked the same one. And I, I definitely don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, my teams want to know and yours is only yeah. one, although that is the case yeah. for that particular division. No, the Browns did look good. I mean, it's just, they the just Chiefs had a, I mean, just, yeah, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I Chiefs, mean, are they, ju- Chiefs are just the, just the Chiefs. So who, which one, which one that you are, uh, I gotta I'm be honest. You didn't go a different um, direction on. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to go Titans. Honestly, they. Uh, I mean, I didn't I, think I, the rest oh, of their division looked oh, good. Only because I'm looking at the rest of these, I still am I confident in the Packers. Still confident in the Bucks. You're confident in Washington over Dallas right now. Uh, that would be my one because at least the rest of the AFC South looked bad as well. I mean, we have a division yeah. winner, right? Uh, Again, I know you leader. don't bet on injury, but when it's coming down to this, I mean, I don't think Dak Prescott's making it half a season. So uh, with that said, you know, uh, the, you know, last season was the only season he ever missed time. Yeah, but I just, I mean, okay. I mean, no, yeah. I, but I know what happens. Should. I know what happens with mobile quarterbacks when they when they start getting hurt. It is a slippery slope. I mean, it, it happens, and I slippery slope argument. Huh? <laughs> uh, he's it, not super. I mean, he's mobile, but he's not a mobile. Yeah. He's a po- He's more of a pocket passer. I also did well, also because I watched that game. The, their offense line didn't look optimal. That's uh, not a fair assessment from one of the best defensive lines in the in the in the yeah. league right now. Again, it's week one. Obviously, we're gonna overreact. It's what you sure, do after week sure. one. We got to. I may come back next week after Washington plays the Giants, and I may say, you know what? I'm not confident in Washington going forward. Right. But you know, my my homerism is going to last one more week to see. But I'm the Titans looked not good, and it, it was a combo that the Cardinals looked amazing, and then the as you said, the Titans looked not good. Normally, I would. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with your with your upcoming rant, but I'm I I would be stupid to sit here and argue with it. <laughs> so yeah. I'll let you go ahead and uh, do your favorite part of the year. Yeah. It happens a once or twice every year where you get to have this conversation. So I'm going to let you have your glory right here. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Listen, I love this rant. It is something that I one like of your favorites. Yeah. Of all time. And that is I'm going to talk about Taylor Lewan. probably. One of my least favorite professional athletes in all of history. I've said it for years. The man is big for no reason. He is a liability on any team that he's going to play on. He's not good at being at being a professional football player. He doesn't even belong on the field. He got absolutely embarrassed by Chandler Jones. He got made to look like a little elementary student. I mean, Chandler Jones was a man. Taylor Lewan was a boy on Sunday. And... The fact is, he makes I think a re- he makes a ridiculously high salary. I believe he makes eleven point six million 
uh, his sal- yeah, his ele- he makes 11 million uh, is what his salary is. And so this weekend he got paid three hundred and twenty two thousand dollars per sack is how he was just a leaky sieve on Sunday. And frankly, the, all over the offseason, he wanted to come out and say, oh, you know what? Uh, I, I was snubbed as, as a top 10 uh, player in this league. And that's going to motivate me. First off, dude, come on. You're an offensive lineman. Your offensive lineman shouldn't be mad because I got snubbed for top 10 player in the league. That's if not what saying, you do. If we're saying your name as an offensive lineman, you're doing it. Right. Yeah. We should just literally not know that you exist. Yes. You're, are you, is he really going to sit there and say that there are not nine other athletes in this league who deserve to be in the top 10? Like, come on. I, I most certainly, we've all, we always discuss this. I do not disagree with your assessment of him as a person. I do not like him as a person either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, but it's. And and it is very hard to argue with your assessment of of his gameplay on on Sunday. I, I can't. I don't. Ha- I don't have any defense. I nor. I mean, he's a he's a Pro Bowl tackle that played like a elementary school. Uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, that was that was there. That's all there is to it. Uh, there is no nothing that uh, that I can say to defend. I normally will, you know, come and defend. Chandler Jones had a had a beastly game. No doubt, but you're a Pro Bowl left tackle. Yeah, your your job is to make three sacks in the first quarter. Your job is to make sure he doesn't have a great game. It's not like you know, and a receiver and a cornerback. You know, yeah, the receiver's job is not to make sure the cornerback doesn't have a great game. The receiver's to make sure he has a great game. Your sole job as an offensive lineman is to make the defensive player not have a good game. You let a guy get three sacks in the first quarter, but five total sacks on you. Isn't the sack record like? What is it like? Sixteen sacks or something in a game or a the season? NFL? No, not in the game. Do you <laughs> think that there's somebody that had sixteen sacks in a game, Bobby? Bruh, there's been some great defense linemen. <laughs> Ray Lewis once it, it was a player once. Um, no, I, I can't remember. I, I think. Uh, oh, so to answer a question that every time I have this rant, whether it's in person or whatever, everyone always asks me this. Well, could you do better? That's no, that's a stupid. That's a stupid. I, I, I have never said that. No, to you me. haven't, because okay. you are a you have a brain. Of course, I don't. Th- I am. I'll make my <laughs> argument based like, on. Yeah, I am clearly not going to do better. I am not paid a millions of dollars. I okay. am not. I didn't even play so college ball. Once they started, once they actually started, um, the the sack became an official stat in 1982. So the unofficial all time leader is Al Baker with 23. However, that happened in 78 before they actually counted the stat. Uh, the official leader is Michael Strahan with 22 and a half in 2001. The next closest uh, was Jared Allen with uh, 22. And um, there's been a couple since then that had had 22. But I mean, five sacks. I mean, you're well on your way towards 22. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones is great. Uh, I don't think he's five sacks in a game great um as it obviously he is in, in yeah Derek Sunday. Thomas uh recorded seven sacks versus the Seahawks in 1990 in a game yeah it wasn't the single season sack it was the first time that three sacks had been recorded in the first quarter I believe yeah so no defenses on uh on this side of the table but like I was saying if you're the kind of person that's going to sit there and say well you why don't you try and do better I'm not an NFL player 
right. my job is not to do that. I'm doing my job of criticizing Tale of the Wan. Right. Like, and I'm doing a pretty damn good job of it. You, <laughs> if, if, if this podcast was only about criticizing Taylor the Wan, I'm a Pro Bowl. You would be, no, no, Bobby, you wouldn't be Pro Bowl. You'd be all pro. Yeah. Okay. You'd be all pro. I'd be Chandler which Jones. Is different. You would be the Chandler <laughs> Jones of this podcast. Okay. Um, you, Trevor Lawrence, you have you have on here. Uh, yeah, he, twenty eight of fifty one, three thirty two. Yeah, he he struggled, and that's why with Trevor Lawrence in the Jags, honestly, he he showed sparks of being a. He's a good quarterback. And we talked about Too it bad last he has week. To play for Urban Meyer. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> I think that accounts. But like, so I, I watched a good bit. I watched the the highlights of that game. Those he had 332 yards. He uh, had, you uh, watched the Texans highlights of the game. Yes, <laughs> but um, he had two long passes, just straight up dropped in, in the end zone. Just they like he put the he put the ball in the money, and oh, they just a lot of those 332 were junk time yeah. yards though. So that I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean and and the reason I bring this up is because last week we uh, I said that he'd break Andrew Luck's record. Andrew Luck had a lot of garbage time yards too. Because I mean, so. I think as a quarterback, if you're going to break that record, you're going to have some garbage time playing from behind yards. Sure. I, th- I don't know. I thought Andrew Luck's first season was uh, was a good. Was I thought he had a they had a good year. I want to say I do not see that. I, I think that it's going to be amazing. If they. If, if he's healthy all year, he yeah. was he was getting wrecked a couple of times. I just don't see that as a yeah. as a real real option. Yeah, um, I mean, after watching that game, I, if I'd seen if I needed to make a, a a bet after watching the game, I wouldn't have gone with that. I mean, the fact is, his receivers his receivers blew a lot of routes. They dropped a lot of balls. It got no, it, because they're not that good. <laughs> okay, look, they have some decent receivers on the team. Don't get me wrong. I like DJ Chark. I like uh, Marvin Jones Jr. or Laviscus. Oh, oh, Chanel, <laughs> you know, Chanel. Um, I just do not. I mean, yeah, Andrew Luck's rookie year, eleven and five. Okay, okay. Do you, you know, so I mean, they had a. So there. I guess so, I was misremembering what year was his rookie year. I mean, garbage time, maybe, but only because he was running up the score on folks. I'm guessing. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, I think that it's totally possible that your prediction comes to fruition. I mean, it's just a different yeah. league than it was in, in 2012. I think number one, he's got to stay healthy that yeah. long. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow was on pace to beat it last year and got shredded. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be his biggest, biggest uh, option. I don't think that there was enough emphasis on James Robinson and what, what he can bring to the team. I don't think their offensive line is good. And uh, I don't think their defense is that great. I mean, Houston is not that they're better than I think they're better than we thought they were, but I don't, I still don't think them. They're a huge threat. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty yeah. good. Brandon I was Cooks surprised at how Houston good. played. Uh, I mean, Mark Ingram is back from the dead, uh, but to be fair, David Johnson did that last year, a couple games when he was there and then kind yeah, of fell off no. the map. I don't think Houston's that great. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Sure. It was his first game he's ever lost in his entire life. Regular season game. A regular season game. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I feel real good that it's happening to, <laughs> uh, Meyer, yeah. to, uh, to my boy Herb. So. Yeah. 
Uh, great Monday Night Football game last night. I don't think you got to watch I didn't, it. I didn't it was end up to watch it. I was. It was. It was. It, it was the best game of the week, without a doubt. Uh, you know, it was went to over. Uh, the Raiders tied it up three times to go to overtime. They won the coin toss, went down a long pass by Derek Carr to close out the game for a walk off touchdown. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting called back on the one yard line. Then they threw it. The receiver tripped and fell. It bounced off his helmet. Ravens intercepted it in the in the end zone. Oh wow! Ravens went all the way down. Lamar Jackson fumbled it. Raiders took it back down. And this was after a Raiders like fifty five yard uh, field goal to take it to overtime. First off. And it was it was it was a great game. Uh, you know, some obviously it, right, right when you thought the Raiders were having a meltdown, the Ravens had their own meltdown. Yeah. And it was it, it was fun football. I think that I think that one thing that we can say is that uh, we made pretty solid choices for the AFC North. I do not think that the Ravens are going to be. The Ravens that we've seen the past no. couple of years. No, I don't think they're 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 going to rely too heavy on Lamar Jackson, and I don't think he can do it all himself. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with. And that. honestly, watching that his receivers, he there was flashes, but man, they just were dropping so much. Mark Andrews was dropping stuff, which I was happy about because I needed him to not I have know, a good night. I know. I was let's watching not, when it went to Bobby, overtime. I was like, Bobby, Argh. let's talk about what <laughs> happened. We're, I have not brought up fantasy, okay? You rocked me, bro. Good, good, good. It was a good matchup. Good, it was a good matchup. I had some some down uh, some downfalls, but uh, you know I'm not here to make excuses for for me and uh, Bill Cosby sleepers. Okay, <laughs> you beat me straight up. Good win for for you, man. But uh, all right, uh, let's move in. We are going to be doing our season preview for the Atlantic Division. So let's start off with the Florida Panthers. Last season, they went 37-14-5 and five with 79 points. Second in the Central Division, they lost 4-2 to two, uh, to the eventual champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, in the first round. Uh, significant gains this year, uh, Sammy Reinhart. Their losses, uh, Alexander Wenberg, Keith Yandel, and K- Chris Dreiger. Um, some notes I have on the Florida Panthers. Um, <clears throat> Panthers saw, uh, Pan- they saw a first-round exit last season in six games against the eventual champs. It was their first playoff in five years, finished second in the Central. Joel Quinville looks to lead them to further success in his first full season as the head coach. They signed Joe, uh, Joe Thornton as a free agent in August. Slot, uh, he'll probably be slotted into the third or fourth line. Um, they Sammy Reinhardt is linked, uh, uh, inked a three-year deal in the offseason, playing right ring alongside Barkov and uh, uh, Verhage. Uh, I think that's – is that how you pronounce it? Ver, Verhage? Verhage? See, you never you never – you never take my advice, Bobby, because you just got to say it and never and never question <laughs> the answer that you're throwing out there. I don't know how to say For it. For Hoagie. Dude's name. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Huberto will continue to use his speed to help uh, Bennett and uh, Tony Duclair. I know it's Anthony Duclair, but I'm calling him Tony Duclair. Oh. If, you're, if you're a hockey player, it's not Tony. Anthony. It's Tony. Tony. Hey, yo, Tony. Um, yeah, hopefully they'll bring the game up. Hubido was one of just 12 players who managed uh, to surpass the 60-point plateau during the shortened 56-game season. Uh, Mackenzie Weger uh, exploded on uh, offense last season, nearly doubling his point production all, in all time in one in all time in one season. Ekblad uh, was sidelined in the postseason after suffering an injury in March. Yeah, well, that's that was a rough that was yeah. rough for them for sure. With his return and Weger's uh, game elevated, the number one D pair. Uh, Pose a big threat on the blue line. Um, they've got incredible talent. I have large expectations for them. 
There are some concerns, though. Goaltending, they've had inconsistent play by Bar- uh, Bobrovsky. Even with his troubles, the Panthers finished seventh with a .910 save percentage and ranked ninth in goals against per game, 2.7. Uh, Dreiger, who looked good, he ended up getting picked by the Kraken. Um, Knight will get to be their backup this uh, this season. The 20-year-old netminder showcased plenty of potential last year and could end up stealing starts from Bob. Uh, my outlook as far as this season, <clears throat> I think they sneak into the playoffs, but I think they're going to get knocked out in the first round. I agree. I think I've been saying all throughout the offseason that I'm not as high on Florida as as a lot of folks are. I mean, Justin Bradford is. He thinks Florida is going to be great, and I it's one of those things that could totally happen. I just don't I just don't see it. I don't feel it. I do really like the addition of Sammy Reinhardt. I think yeah. that that is going to be a great move. Um and I think that's going to be good for Sammy Reinhardt's fantasy value as well. I'm with you. I think that they do make the playoffs um back into the the regular uh, regular alignment uh, uh divisional alignment. I, just, I don't I don't I, I don't have high hopes for him. I'm, I'm a lot like you. I think Bob does have a pretty decent year, though. I think he'll yeah. have a decent year. I think I will I just too. don't. <laughs> and and also uh, Bobrovsky, uh, not only not only Bob, I, I'm hoping that you don't have the best year of your life because that means that you're just going to be able to talk smack about Taylor Lewan all year, <laughs> yeah. which is where which is where you make your next money. week. He lets that's up the bread next week. He butter. lets up 23 sacks in a game. That's that's <laughs> that's Bob's bread and butter. Yeah. OK, Um, I think they have some some serious talent, though. I mean, uh Huberto, Barkov. I mean, these are guys that um, that can be dangerous. And if I am wrong and they are are a dominant team, I will not be surprised. But um, but we will see. We'll we'll see with with Florida. I think that they have gone into a much tougher spot though, going back into the Atlantic. In yeah. my opinion, yeah. Uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, 33, 16, and 7 last season with 73 points. Third in the Eastern Division, lost 4-2 to the Islanders in the second round. There's significant gains this year. Uh, Linus Olmark, Nick Foligno, Eric Kuala, Thomas Nozak, Derek Forbor. Losses, David Kretschke, I think he's going back to uh, the Czech Republic to play. Nick Ritchie and Jeremy Lausanne. <clears throat> I've got uh, their top line of Marchand, Pasta, and Bergeron remains probably the with the, well, not the strongest part of their roster and probably the strongest, one of the strongest lines in the league. I would say that's hard to argue with. Um, they tied for or Boston tied for the fourth best goals uh, against per game at 2.39 and had one of the second best penalty kills at 86% during last season. Taylor Hall and Craig Smith brought some much needed secondary scoring. Are some concerns uh, need to get out to a hot start with pasta being out for the first month. Uh, they have to fill a hole with the leaving of Kreschke, who has been the, their steadiest source of production beyond the first line for a good couple seasons now. Uh, depth up front and on the back end remain question marks for Boston entering this year. Uh, goaltending, Tuka Rask to be out until December. Olmark will need to step up after signing a four-year contract. Uh, my outlook for them, I believe that this Boston team with that front line, they are going to be in the talks for a Stanley Cup final run. But, ah, but that window is closing. Generally, that's just generally not them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but the their window is closing. Um, I think they'll get in with a, as the fourth seed, and whoever that first seed in that division is gonna 
not like life that they've got to go against. So you think they'll be a wild card? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I have a hard time placing Boston as a as a wild card team, especially in this division, um, because I'm not high on the Panthers. I think that if, if a team from this uh, division would be a wild card team, it's uh, it's probably going to be Florida over over Boston. This is the Atlantic is strong though. It's going to be hard hard pressed for for Boston. I really love the addition of Felino and uh, Howla. I think that that is a a much needed piece of grit that they're going to be able to add to their add to their squad. I I like Boston this year. Uh, as you've said, one of the best lines in hockey, especially team wise. I think that they'll slide into that third spot, but if you if 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 what you said is true and they go go the wild card, I would not be surprised. Yeah. I mean, this is a strong division this year for sure, uh especially with the moves that a couple of these other teams that we're going to talk about in a little bit have made and uh obviously having the reigning champ there. You know, I mean, this is this will be Probably one of my favorite divisions to watch if we're going to, if we're being honest, oh, sure. you know, I mean, the, 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 the intrigue of this division with, with Florida and Boston and Toronto and, and Tampa and, and Montreal, I mean, these are all teams that in their respective divisions did really well last year, uh, in the, in the divisional mix up. So I'm I'm interested to see kind of how this shakes out, but I I'm with you on on Boston. I think it's a uh, it could go either way. Seriously, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, thirty five fourteen and seven last season with seventy seven points. First in the North Division, they lost four three to the Canadians in the first round. Their gains: Nick Ritchie, uh, Michael Bunting, uh, Andre Koss. And Peter Mrazek, their losses, Zach Hyman, Zach Bogosian, and Joe Thornton. Uh, let's see. Fifth most goals in the league at 186 uh, last season. Austin Matthews led all players with 41 um, in 52 games. Jack Campbell starred for the team between the pipes and the team, signed Mrazek in the offseason to share increased duties with him in this campaign. Uh, since Sheldon Keefe's uh, arrival behind the bench, Marner has produced better with Matthews and the defense and the defense has stepped up tying for sixth best goals against last season, 2.64, even in a very score heavy Northern division. Obviously there are some concerns, very top heavy offense, the amount of salary cap space they take up, not much room to work with, with Hyman to Edmonton via free agency, rich, uh, Richie Cass and bunting are the last affordable arrivals who will land in the top six more than likely. Their penalty kill will need to improve from 24th overall last season at 78.5. My outlook knocked out in the second round of the playoffs. Oh, you think they're going to win a round? Okay. um, Me personally, I I also want to throw in a little little fun stat. You know that that Austin Matthews is the first ever Rocket Richard winner to win the award without an empty net goal. Hmm. Pretty cool, huh? Wow. Yeah, I mean, first ever, you would imagine that that would have happened before now. But, I mean, it's as far as team-wise and, you know, what they're putting on the ice. And you got guys like Matthews and and Nylander and Marner. And, you know, when when Tavares can get back, Tavares, it's hard to to think that they're 
yeah. gonna not be Toronto. Are they? There still are the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? They. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I really like the addition of Richie and uh, and Andre Casa, and I love Mrazek. I just, uh, I mean, I I don't think they're gonna win a playoff round. I think that they'll be fighting for a a playoff spot. Um, I think that they should be able to get one. Uh, I would imagine that it is more than likely going to be a wild card spot, but um, they play great in the regular season. That's not, that's not their problem. They can't hold it together in the playoffs. And I I don't see what makes me think that this year is any different for them. Matthews is phenomenal. Marner is phenomenal. Nylander phenomenal. I mean, this is their, their, They've been this way for a while. It's there's no question on that. It's just you you got to show me that you can do it before I'm just gonna deem you the champion. Yeah. Speaking of phenomenal, Tampa Bay Lightning, who <laughs> thirty six seventeen three last season with seventy five points, third in the Central Division, one well you know back to back Stanley Cup champions. There are significant gains. Corey Perry, boo, uh, Pierre Edouard mm. Bellamere. Uh, Zach Bogosian and Brian Elliott. Their losses, Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barclay Goudreau, David Savard, and Tyler Johnson. That is a, a, a laundry list of significant losses there, for yeah. sure. A and lot they of still have a crap pieces. ton of talent on their team. Absolutely. Yeah, those are those are a lot of a lot of pieces that would be that are ve- that are very valuable to their their cup win, you know? Yeah. Uh and they've still got it flowing out of everywhere yeah. so i mean it's the, hard to hard to see the back-to-back champs have talent they've got a talent ever got kucherov led the playoffs and scoring after missing the entire season he'll be back in the lineup this season with point and palat headman will control a strong defensive core which remains unchanged and they let Bogos and, and they got bogosian back who uh who was injured uh with a shoulder injury uh vassy was the runner-up for the vesna and took home the con Smythe. uh still remains the best fantasy goaltender and probably the best and without doubt the best goaltender in the game right now uh, they shored up their uh, backup situation with Elliott behind him. It was hard to find some concerns for this team, but um, to be fair, have to find something. Uh, depth concerns up front for the first time in a while after losing every member of the team's third line during the offseason. Gord, the Kraken uh, via expansion. Goudreau traded to the Rangers. Coleman joined the Flames via free agency, and Johnson was traded for cap relief. Um, they will need Perry, Colton, and uh, Matthew Joseph to step up. Outlook, high chance at competing for a 3 peak. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's hard to hard to say they won't. It'll be interesting to see and not saying they have their two their two wins have come in two non eighty two game seasons. Yeah. That would be my concern with this team three peating. If this season goes eighty two games, that's where they've always struggled is injuries at the wrong time and not being able to push through. They push so hard all year, all season, and look really great, and then they've kind of fell off towards the playoff time. I don't know if it's they're tired or their injuries have caught up with them. Uh, So I will be interested to see what can happen in an 82-game season because they have won two cups back-to-back on shortened 50-some-odd game seasons, which this team is built for. Do you think this is going to be a full 82-game season with Delta variant raging as it is? Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, I think that the 
country, the owners, the league has spoken. You know, there is a there is an available vaccine at this point uh, that they can point to. Though yeah. you can you can be vaccinated and still get the Delta variant and and all that good stuff. But uh, I mean, we're seeing coaches get get fired and let go because they they refuse to get the. Uh, yeah, I think that I think especially if the NHL allows for legitimate suspensions for yeah. not getting, you know, for not getting the, uh, not getting the vaccine. I think it's going to be an 82 game season. I think that, uh, rich people want to keep getting rich. And at this point they say most people in the country don't care. Why should I, I I'm, I'm going to let it play out. Do I know that for sure? No, absolutely not. Uh, but it's a, it's a great question. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think we'll see some, maybe some canceled, canceled games here and there or something. Yeah. Some rescheduled. I think we're much more likely to go into a situation where just no fans are allowed than, than, For we, sure, do, yeah. than we do the season ending. Yeah. You know, we know a lot more about it than we did uh, when we were headed up to Columbus. <laughs> a couple, isn't that crazy that um, what about a year and a half ago, about two months into us doing this podcast, we were headed up to Columbus to watch a, uh, Watch a Preds Blue Jackets game, and that's when it began. Yeah, right there. That's that's crazy to think about, man. Yeah. It's just part of a life now. Yeah, you know, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, fourth in the North Division, lost four one. You have skipped one. Oh yeah, I did skip the Ottawa well, Senators. I mean, you didn't really skip them, but I mean, <laughs> well, we should talk about them. They are on the yeah. list. Well, they were in last place in the division, so they're not the worst. Uh, Ottawa Senators, 23, 28, and 5 with 51 points. Sixth in the North Division. Did not make the playoffs. Significant gains. Uh, Nick Holden, losses. Evgeny Dadanov. Um, there's actually a good bit of concerns, but also a good bit of good things. Uh, they lost 21 of their first 30 games last season, but then they went 14, 8, and 4 in their final 26 games to finish ahead of the Canucks in the North Division and finish above expectations. With the hiring of Pierre McGuire as the new senior VP of player development, it's hard to know what to expect going forward. I think it's going to be a lot of chaos going on there. Um, the young guys in Ottawa took a steep uh, step or took a step forward last season. Brady Tuchuk and Connor Brown led the Sens in scoring for the uh, for the second straight season with 36 and 35 points respectively. Josh Norris and Drake Batherson each hit the 30-point plateau, and 2023rd overall pick Tim Stutzel uh, followed up a great World Juniors Championship performance with 29 points in 53 games in a ninth-place finish in the Calder Trophy voting. Clearly, there are some concerns with this team. Uh, defense and goaltending, league's fourth-most goals allowed at 189 and fourth-worst save percentage at .895. Uh, Tomas Shabbat is, only, is really the only bright spot on their blue line. Um, Matt Murray first season of his $25 million contract was filled with injuries and a 0.893 save percentage and had to use four different goal replacements throughout the season. Uh, outlook. They're still very early in their rebuild. I'm expect, uh, um, expect, uh, nothing good for a bit longer. They'll be fun and they'll have some highlights from Stuchel, but they'll miss the playoffs by a large margin. I disagree. I don't think that, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to miss it by a large margin, though. I think last month of the season, they will still be in the hunt. Um, I liked a lot of their youth. I think that the allowing of so many goals was based on having to play in that Scotia North division last, last season. 
there were so many goals scored yeah. in that season, uh, for, but against everybody, not not just uh, not just them. I think they definitely have some have some bright spots there. I think you've highlighted Thomas Shabbat is uh, is a fantastic blue liner. I've never been a huge Murray fan, but I think he kind of got shafted a little bit last year by having to take on some of the better goal scorers in the league uh, constantly. He didn't look good his final year in Pittsburgh either, though. No, no. And obviously, that's what I'm saying. I'm not a huge fan, but I don't think he was as bad as as we are seeing. It took them a little bit to kind of get it going. I think Josh Norris, and I used him as, a, as an option to, to pick up a lot in fantasy, you know, as a streaming option. There was a couple of teams that I picked him up and actually kept him long term. I think that there's uh, there's some definitely some some good good options there in in Ottawa, and I don't think that they will be. I don't even think they'll be in the playoff hunt. I just don't think they'll be necessarily out of it. Okay. Um, so, so really, we're probably disagreeing by three games. Three yeah, four we're, games. we're closer. I think they're, they're, they're going to be like 12 games out. Yeah, we're, we're closer than we than we think. I yeah. don't think that they're going to be good. I just don't think they're going to be that atrocious. Yeah. And honestly, oh, like, I don't think w. anyone's like they're in the middle. Of, they're early in a rebuild. I don't think anyone's expecting them to. No, no. And frankly, no. the fans shouldn't want them to be making the playoffs. You want to you need a couple more seasons of those good draft picks. Yeah. If they go out and they make it into the playoffs, then the fans should be like, crap. Now we're in that limbo zone. Yeah. I, and, and especially in a in a hockey town like Ottawa, it's yeah. not Nashville. You know, where even though we're rebuilding, we, you know, as Fans a city still want to want to make that playoffs to keep interest, to garner interest. I, 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 I think that we're closer than we think. I just don't think that they're that, oh, we're playing Ottawa, chalk up the W type yeah. of team oh, sure. that, they, that they have been the last couple Very of Very rarely in the NHL can should teams do that. I mean, unless they're playing like Detroit two years ago. Yeah, I mean, but even then, you know, yeah. the Predators were, you know, I we went out, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I think that they're they're going to be okay. I think that the division that they're going to be playing in is going to be better for them than the one that they had to play in sure. last season. All right, now one of the Montreal Canadiens, uh, fourth in the North Division last season, lost four to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Final. Significant gains: Mike Hoffman, uh, Cedric Picot, uh, David S- uh, Savard. S- significant losses: uh, uh, Philly Deneau, Corey Perry, and Shea Weber. Uh, they let me scroll down to them. Uh, Nick Suzuki, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Tyler Tavoli have been the backbone of this team's offense, and they will probably form the top line for the Habs this campaign. And are what and they are what helped the Habs in their Cinderella run to the Stanley Cup final against the Lightning. They came out on top of the Kotkaniemi transaction. Carey Price, thirty-four now, seems to be improving from his past couple seasons. Um, <clears throat> obviously, some concerns. Offensive struggles ranked 17th in goals per game uh, last season, 2.82, and 17th in power play percentage at 19.2. Their depth down the middle, uh, Dvorak is not Deneau, and who was traded to the Kings. And I think losing Deneau is a big hit for them. Um, with Bryron, Reber, and Deneau out, their penalty kill is going to suffer. Um, my outlook is don't expect um, a long run. I think last season was a fluke. I could see them being a one round and done team and a a significant loss in my opinion that you did not mention um 
Jasperi Katakanemi uh, going to Carolina. Well, I said, that, yeah, I guess it's going to be a loss. I, I, I did say they, they came out on top of that transaction. Sure, you can yeah. come on. But, I mean, yeah, it's still I, think loss, that, yeah. I think that, you know, he he's still young. I mean, he could go in, go into Carolina yeah. and and make a significant. I think he will. I think he's deal. a good player, but I think that what they got back for him makes no, up for I don't it. Dis- no, yeah. I don't disagree with that. But, I mean, you never know yeah, until obviously it happens. Things, yeah, I don't disagree with you uh, on the – I think that it was a flash in the pan, and it just worked, yeah. and it worked in a, in a situation that, that they needed it to happen. I think they – they took advantage of that uh, of the of the curse on the Maple Leafs yeah. and just rode that wave. That that I mean, we continued and continued and continued to say, "Well, this is the time that they'll lose. This is the this is the the matchup that they'll lose." And it wasn't until they they came up against uh, the Lightning that that they really got exposed, in my opinion. I think they'll be a, a be a decent team. I think they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, uh, I, I could see them. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think they're going to knock down the first round. But um, <clears throat> the uh, let's move on to the uh, the, the Detroit uh, 19, 27 and 10 at, with 48 points. Seventh in the Central Division did not make the playoffs. Significant gains. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, Pierre Soutero, Nick Letty, uh, significant losses. Valtieri Flipula. I'm yeah. I at first I was like maybe I pronounced the name wrong. That's his name, um, and I wasn't even messing around with that one. Um, uh, good core of young players led by Larkin, Bart, Bertuzzi, and Vrana. Uh, that could be their team's top line. Suter signed following good first year in Chicago. Could center the second line. The acquisition of Nadelkovich was great. Uh, he was great in Carolina during his rookie season and came in third for the Calder uh, Trophy voting. Obviously, we're talking about Detroit. These last couple seasons, there's going to be concerns. Offensive struggles, placing 30th in goals per game played, 2.23, and 30th in power play percentage, 11.4, which was worse than the Preds' power play percentage. Um, which is, <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah. Yes. Um, the team, they need to see more from Zadina if they uh, really wanted to. I think that, I think we're going to see a slight improvement in their team, but I think they're going to miss the playoffs again. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that they'll be behind Ottawa. In my opinion, okay. um, and you got to see something from Larkin this year. Absolutely, and and, and my, not only not only even if they still play poorly this season and don't do well, I mean you can still argue that they're still in a in a rebuild. I think that this is a this is make or break for Larkin at this point. You know, you he's been given his uh, his time to. To be young, to be not the guy. Uh, so I think that I think that they definitely need to see something from Larkin this year, or they got to move on, in, yeah. in my opinion, and find a new face. Because I mean, am I wrong in saying that Larkin is their face yeah. of their of their franchise that they want to? I mean, they want to build around either them or the uh, Little Caesars guy. Fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> I think they have some some great options. I mean, Bertuzzi is is a great a great player. I mean, you know, Fabry is a is a good player. They got some good options here. They definitely need to they need to show something yeah. this year. They don't need to make the playoffs, in my opinion. They just need to improve. They need to they need to show and not marginally. They need to show yes. some real improvement. Yes, and there needs to be uh, an an improvement 
exactly as you said, it doesn't need to be marginal. I'm not even saying they have to blow their record that they had last year percentage-wise out of the water. We need to be able to measurably see that the team is different. Yeah. Oh, they're losing some. That their rebuild is on track. Because right now they've seemed like they're off the tracks. Exactly. They've lost, yeah, they've they lost just as many as they lost last year percentage-wise. But it was a bunch of one and two, one and two goal games where they were in it until the yeah. end. I don't think that it's fair to say, oh, well, you have to, you know, up up your wins and losses by this many percentages percentage points. But you arguably have to see something from these guys that you're harping this, that you're building this rebuild on, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to see something from Dylan Larkin who is a great hockey player, or you've got to get something for him before it's too late, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we're going to round it out now with the Buffalo Sabres. Worst, uh, let me go back to their stats for this year. Uh, 15, 34, and 7 with 37 points. Eighth in the East Division did not make the playoffs. Significant gains, Vinny Hinostroza, Robert Hag, Will Butcher, Craig Anderson, their losses, Sammy Reinhart, Linus Olmark, Rasmus Westerlinen, Jake McCabe, and probably be here soon, say, Jack I was Eichel. like, you didn't add, you didn't add. <laughs> uh, worst record in the NHL this season doesn't look much better for them. Reinhart and Westerlinen have been traded. Jack Eichel remains in purgatory for now. The return they get for Eichel could change the trajectory of this team. The young talent of Darlene, Middlestat, and Cozens mixed with the recent selection of Owen Powers, who was the first overall that could be what this team needs to turn things around in the next several years. I mean, obviously all concerns with this team, but offense the Sabres finished tied for the third fewest goals per game at 2.39 last season. Reinhardt led the team in goals at 25. He's gone. He had 40 points and he led the team in shots at 130. Uh defense tied for the second most goals uh allowed per game at 3.5. Old Mark gave them a shot when in net, but he's gone now. His replacements of Anderson, Arendell, Dustin Tokarski, and Uko Pekka Lukonen don't look good. Yeah, um, I lo- look, I love Craig Anderson. I think he's great. I think he's a little past his time, oh, yeah. and I don't think that that is going to be – there's not a lot of value yeah. on the on this squad. I um, mean, the outlook I have, bottom of the – see, bottom of the league again. Maybe, maybe they finish – what is it now? 31 teams. Uh, maybe they finish 30. I thought it was 32. 32. So maybe wow. they finish 31st. Maybe. And but I don't who's see. Who's going behind Exactly. Them? That's why I'm thinking like, no. I mean, maybe. I wouldn't there's say a race, to any team. Maybe there's a race to the bottom with them in Ottawa. They would have to completely change everything about everything that they do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is a. It is not only a player. It's not only a players. It's not only a skill set that guys have. It is a cultural issue in Buffalo at this point. They were arguably set up to go really far last year. Maybe not a Stanley Cup winner, but most certainly most certainly going to the playoffs, right? I mean, yeah. most people predicted that they would be right there in that hunt, and they just cannot get it together. I, I, Jack Eichel is great, but, I mean, is he is – he, I, I'm not really sure. Is he's he's not able to lead that team. He's almost he's a much better version of what I see from Detroit and Dylan Larkin. Yeah, I don't think Jack Eichel is a leader. He's a he's a show. He he's a playmaker. He's not there to. He shouldn't be leading a locker room. He should be on a team where he can just 
perform on ice. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to wrap your head around that because you think of those superstar players, those generational talents, which I would consider Jack Eichel to be as just natural born leaders. And that's not always the case, you know, that, and it's hard to wrap your head around that. And as Buffalo, you may be better served to not have a superstar like Jack Eichel and trade him for, you know, picks and a leader and a, yeah. an actual leader of that team. That is one thing. I mean, and everybody was, was hyping up us included. Oh, Taylor Hall's there now. And you know, you have all these, all these pieces there, but it's, it was just Taylor Hall's also, in my opinion, not that leader no. that, that guides his team to, to a, a championship. And and maybe we're wrong. Maybe maybe it truly is organizational, and Buffalo is is causing you know Jack Eichel to not reach his full potential. But until Jack Eichel's gone from there, we can only make predictions and save from what we see. You know, yeah. I mean, we we talked about Patrick Line in this way. It, at some point, it becomes the guy and not the organization. Right. And yeah. so I would, I would be very intrigued. I would love personally to see Jack Eichel suck it up and go out and play for Buffalo this year and have a, a fantastic year, maybe not make the playoffs, but kind of show folks like, Hey, we can turn this around. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's happening. I don't, I, 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 I'd I, be so, I don't think, honestly, I'd be surprised if he starts the year in Buffalo. I don't think that, I don't think that it's happening either. Don't, don't hear what I hear what I'm not saying. But uh, but I would love to see that. I mean, he hasn't has a real opportunity to do that. He's a good enough player to where we've seen teams do well with a guy that you know everybody rallies around. Yeah. Are are the Buffalo Sabers rallying around him? And it just doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah. Um, all right, that wraps up our Atlantic Division of season preview. Uh, next week we will hit the. Uh, what is it? The Eastern they, or the, are, uh, we, are we sticking the in the Metro? East? The Metro. Yeah. Metro. Metropolitan. Hit the, hit the Metro. Uh, so that should be a good one, but all right, guys, let's move on. We'll wrap up the show with what's snapping our stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, I don't. I don't have anything really snap my stick this week. It's a good week. It's uh, this. It's the. It's one of my. It's like I said in the beginning of the show, favorite week of the year. You've really, you've really made me seem like a jerk. Uh, <laughs> because also I completely agree with your what you've typed out. And nothing. Life is good. First week of NFL. I have lots of driving coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my complaint is that I have to drive to go see Penn State Auburn in at Happy Valley. And then drive home, and then drive to Florida. To be fair, though, what's happening is your life realized that you haven't driven much over the past year and a half because of COVID. So shut up, you, Bobby. Got, you have to catch up on all your podcasts now. I do. Well, but I'll be riding with Stephanie. You think <laughs> Stephanie wants to listen to all my podcasts? Make dude? her drive though on them headphones. There we go. There we go. I probably won't do that. That seems really mean. But I may <laughs> bring the old AirPods and pop those bad boys in so i'm no i'm looking forward to it i think that yours your answer sums it up i mean mayday beer talking hockey football started 
Life is good, brother. Life is good. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.